welcome back to the podcast i hope everyone is doing well and had a great thanksgiving and black friday weekend i understand if you don't celebrate it i don't think the origin i don't like the origin of thanksgiving i think it's gross and disgusting how americans treat native americans to this day it's hard to not feel like we aren't supposed to be here and that we ruin people's lives in their country um but i want to talk about like what happened when i was at home while I was at home, I was like faced with the horrors of my hometown. It's just so uppity and racist and nasty and annoying and I'm so over it. It's easy to glamorize a place and want to run home when you're faced with adversity. But going back for the first time in two years, I realized that like I've outgrown my hometown and I need to keep moving and doing my own thing. And I also just don't feel comfortable there. It's not even that I've outgrown it. I just feel like I would constantly be... To go back home would one, to be running away from my life now, and two, to be constantly wanting to run away from people from my past and just like move on, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, and I just feel like I need to keep moving and doing my own thing and move on to better things. And I recommend everyone to get out of their hometowns, even if it's just for a little bit, just to grow. Anyways, I want to start this episode off with some SNL sketch ideas. I personally love SNL. I know that it's problematic of me. But I think it's funny as fuck, and I think a lot of the controversial sketches are funny sometimes. Like, sometimes I can see through the problematic of it all, and other times I thoroughly get what people are offended, and I wonder, like, who proved that and if that's okay. I think it's just what our society has come to, and sometimes it's hard for me to determine if we're too sensitive or if some things just people just don't understand them and they don't like them. You know what I mean? Like it's a really hard way to balance. I think definitely like dealing with the older generation. And I think that I also experienced this while being at home. Like, I feel like it's just two extremes. Like the older generation believes in just like hurting people, harming people, whether that becomes from what they went through as kids or whatever, and not respecting people in a way. And just like, just I feel like they believe like overall just respect your elders and that's enough but I feel like the younger generation cares more about like everyone's feelings and looks at everyone as like a fully formed adult or, or someone who should be respected no matter their age no matter their race no matter their sexuality and I feel like the older generation doesn't always look at it like that and it's just such a weird dynamic and I've just been thinking about that a lot I feel like SNL really captures that because there's such a disconnect between older generations and younger generations when it comes to it but it almost seems like they're fighting for the same thing but just in different ways like I feel like the older generation thinks that maybe SNL is too um they think it's not funny anymore and then they get really sensitive about certain jokes whether it be political jokes or stuff like that and then the older the younger generation thinks that it's not funny too and they get really um triggered when they're called out within the media how millennials are shown on the show or how gen z is it's just like a really weird disconnect i find myself in the middle just being like i don't know i like it i think it's funny you know what i mean but whenever something like crazy happens in my life i just think about oh this would be a funny snl skit i don't know um so i wrote them down in my notes document and i want to share them here And, like, after speaking them out loud, I realized, like, hey, mine are kind of problematic, too. Like, if I really get to the root of what happened and what inspired it. um, I thought that I could think of things that happen in my life that are funny that aren't always linked to crazy shit. But it was kind of hard and kind of difficult, which is also another discussion. Because you saw in the last episode, I talked about Matt Reif and his stuff. And just, like, the evolution of comedy. But anyways... I want to share my ideas with you and in similar fashion to my previous episodes, ask Lauren Michaels to hire me. Why? 
I don't know. What could I contribute? I'm not sure. I don't act. I don't write. But I do come up with ideas sometimes. And I am younger and chronically online. So anyways, here are my ideas. And so, yeah, they all come from something that has happened to me. The first one is from around this time last year. I talked about it on this podcast, actually. I went to brunch with my dad and we came in and like pretty much right off the bat, someone paid for our meal. And I thought like, what if we started saying like crazy shit or were like super rude to our waiter or waitress or just displayed characteristics that were completely opposite of the people who paid for our meal. And then the person who paid had already done it and told the waiter or waitress that they were going to pay for our food. And they were just sitting there regretting their decision and just shocked at what was happening. Like, obviously, me and my dad didn't do any of those things, but I just thought it would be a funny thing to do. I always thought it was weird when people would, like, get upset that people abuse the system to the point of them, that making them decide not to help people. You know, like, in this situation, to me, if that happened, like a real SNL skit, everyone would be a villain in a way because I think it's gross. The other day I was talking to someone about wanting to help fund people's Thanksgiving meals by donating cans or money or whatever. And the person I was talking to was like, you know what, I used to do that, but I knew people who abused the system and sold all the donated meal money or like the meal food to buy alcohol and cigarettes. So she stopped doing that. And to me, that is like so stupid. Like people will get their karma no matter what. You don't not help someone in need or like donate to a fund because you are worried someone doesn't actually need it. And I think this SNL sketch could kind of shed light on how they both suck because a truly generous person wouldn't really care what the person they helps does. They would be like, you know what I mean? They would be doing um, a good deed unconditionally instead of conditionally. Anyways, the next skit. I think I come up with these skits because I relate to them a lot. Like when I was younger, I would probably conditionally donate or um, understand that person that I was talking to that didn't want to donate because they didn't want someone to abuse the system. But as an adult, I disagree. Same with this next one. As a young person, you often are eager for attention. And to me personally, sometimes seeing that as an adult is really funny. I thought about the next skit because I experienced it once, but I think it's funny when people try to make sure that you know that they did something that they think is cool, whether that be like having sex or making you believe something that isn't true, whether that be that they are younger than they are or that they do drugs that they actually don't or whatever. So like if you are in a conversation, they keep bringing up something that they did or didn't do because they want you to care or give a reaction to them, but you're like just confused why they keep bringing it up and you're like, what? And I feel like I'm ruining how funny these could be because I don't wanna make it seem like really weird, but I hope you see my vision. But like imagine someone who always brings up that time that they did ketamine or that they are constantly doing drugs and everyone tries to like ignore it and like not talk about it. Like maybe you're like in freaking jury duty or you're like in the store and there's a cop behind you and they keep talking about drugs or they keep talking about like just like these awkward situations where someone's bringing up something that they shouldn't, but they really want to bring it up because they want you to think that they're cool. But it's not helping the situation. The person doesn't care. They don't want to talk about it, but they just keep wanting to do it because they want attention. They want to seem cooler than they are. And I feel like stuff like that is so funny and it'd be funny to see on an SNL sketch. Okay, so I went to something in the water this summer and when Pharrell's set came on, I automatically thought of this skit because there's this guy and he was just such a character. So Pharrell was doing like old Neptune songs and nerd songs. And this guy was just like, y'all don't know this. Like he was just like offended that no one knew all these deep cuts. You know what I mean? I love when artists do deep cuts at shows because most fans are surface level and they don't know like the old stuff. And it's funny when you're a stan and it's funny when you know the deep cuts and people around you don't and they're just like, what 
the hell i think about the steve lacy thing again if you guys have not seen the steve lacy things like he was so fed up with his audience and it's really sad but it is funny when there's a lot of like people who kind of similar to the last sketch like an artist because they think it's really cool but they don't know any of their music and so they go to the concerts and they just look they're stupid and they're waiting for the one song that everyone knows but um i don't know i just feel like gatekeepers and stands are so funny when they are around casual listeners like in casual fans like they act like normal people are just like idiots like obviously the guy at the Pharrell set, he was just older and more of a fan. And he kept like looking around and being shocked that everyone was like silently bopping. I thought it would be funny if he was like, you don't know this hit from 1987? Like, how do you not know this niche fucking song that isn't on streaming services that came out 20 years before you were born? And just like him getting slowly more and more offended and confused. I love it. Like literally, if you, I could describe his faces, you guys would be dying. Like just imagine like someone's on stage singing and everyone in the crowd is just like mm, mm, you know what I mean like slowly slaying and then there's this guy like how do you not know this and he's like just dancing and singing and like saying the lyrics really loud because he wants you to know that he knows it and he wants to be like why are you here if you're not fans you know what I mean it's just funny to me it's so funny maybe I'm just stupid but anyways okay the next one I don't know if this is like a code switch vibes but it's so funny when you were in like a professional work situation and like stuff that you engage in outside of work comes up and you but you can't interact with it you can't talk about it because it's like kind of seems unprofessional um like i don't know like imagine you're like a top lawyer and you are in court and for some reason like sexy red comes on and you want to start dancing and you're like trying not to bob you're trying not to shake your ass because that song is so good but it'd be unprofessional and you're like, mm, I don't know it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're trying so hard to act like you don't know it and like that you're more professional. And, um, but, but like, it's something that you really like and you really engage. And I think that's just like such a funny dynamic. And it's happened to me so many times. Like I remember once I went on a walk at work and someone was driving by and like Essence came on by, I think is, uh, I forget who sings this song. Um, and people were like, oh, what is that? Like, they were like so freaked out because they maybe they'd never heard Afrobeats forever. But I was like, oh, you know, I was bopping in that car earlier and I wish I could be dancing and singing to it because it's funny to me and I like it. And But other people around you are just like so out of it. And maybe that's the difference between whiteness and blackness and the work thing. Because sometimes I'll see people who maybe are deemed more professional just by the characteristics that they have that I don't. And they get to like engage in crazy shit and talk about like crazy shit at work and like cuss and like do all these things. But I know that if I did them, I would get reprimanded. I would get in trouble. And it does suck. But I think that'd be a funny skit too. Just seeing how like some people can get away with talking about crazy shit at work and other people can't. But I don't know. I automatically think of like the idea of being at a work event and an inappropriate song comes on and you are trying so hard not to start like dancing and shaking your ass because again that has happened to me so many times and like there's so many things about pop culture or things that I engage in or music that I listen to that I know that if it came up at work I can't talk about it because people would be like you know what I mean it would just like raise flags but that's just funny to me okay and the next one is so fucking funny I was on FaceTime with my friend and she just randomly moved and confetti started coming down and we were like what was that what just happened and we ended up looking it up because we were like how did she do that and apple made this stupid update where if you put up a peace sign on facetime confetti comes down and if you put up like two, a peace sign on both hands balloons fly and i was just like imagining like i didn't know about this update she didn't know about this update imagine so many people who don't know about this update 
and like you're on FaceTime with someone and imagine like you break up with someone and you said bye and you just went peace and like that was it like they you just broken up with them you just told them like the most traumatic shit something crazy happened and you just decided to put your peace up and then the confetti went off and they didn't know about the update and they start like accusing you of doing it on purpose and like cussing you out and be like you fucking piece of shit dumb ass just because you put your peace sign up and there's confetti and they think that you're making light of it because that seems like something that you would intentionally press right but no the dumb update you just put your fingers up and that happens and i was like there's so many situations where you could do that just like casually and it could be just like the complete wrong time it could create so many fights and so much drama and I feel like that's kind of like the funny thing about technology expanding and growing is that there's gonna be so many things that you just do carelessly that will create that could create a completely different circumstances or cause someone to like cuss someone out or fight about I thought it'd be really funny and the update is so dumb I feel like that's something they would talk about on SNL okay um, yeah, um, anyways, those are just some of them, and I'll let you know if I come up with more, but I have been watching some TV, and I want to talk about it. I watched that Pain Hustlers movie on Netflix. I recommend everyone to watch it. It's with Emily Blunt and Chris Evans, and it was just, like, really interesting. I've been thinking about, um, fentanyl a lot lately. I don't know why, um, but just, like, drugs and how Big Pharma is really fucked up, and people... I feel like people used to talk about it a lot more than they do now, but just seeing a movie kind of document it and just how nasty people get about money and just how quick it can switch. I know it's a movie, but I know that that is so real and that people abuse systems all the time and just get so nasty when it comes to money. Um, But I really liked the movie. I thought it was um, interesting. Emily Blunt's accent in the movie and accents has just been really on my mind lately because I also saw the Hunger Games movie last weekend and I really liked it too but Rachel Zegler's accent was throwing me off so much and I'm just like why did she need to have an accent like she didn't need to have an accent and knowing that she's in the same district that Katniss was in but I guess she also like migrated from someone somewhere else so that's why she had the accent but it was just like really hard to throw off I really liked the Hunger Games movie but also watching it, it just felt like an afterthought in some ways. Like how that, spe- that being Snow's origin story, it could kind of made sense at some times, but it kind of didn't at others. But I, I really did get back into my Hunger Games phase. Now I'm watching them again on Peacock and the movies are so good. And I just want to start like analyzing it and other stories that I want to see through the lens of the Hunger Games. And off of that, I also watched the Squid Games reality show, the first five episodes, and it is so good and the casting was so good it made me sad because I know that Robin Cass did the casting and it's just like if Big Brother was done where there was like 400 people and it slowly dinned down to like the 12 that were in the house that would be so cool hey that that's just a good thought right there imagine they do squid games but they like did squid games to create the Big Brother cast you know what I mean? Like you have these 400 people, but it went down to a certain amount and then you spread them out through the reality shows or you took the people that created the most interesting storylines and you put them into other reality TV shows. Like you took, um, what was his name? 432 Brighton. You put him on the circle or you put, I wouldn't put him on the circle. I would put him on something more like Love Island or like um, The Challenge or like... Um, 
big brother honestly or survivor like you know what i mean like you kind of like took it apart like the mother and son they'd be perfect for survivor you could you know what i mean just kind of like just doing that like finding the standouts and casting and then putting them in a group so big and allowing the people that create the best storylines to be used in other reality tv shows so we don't get sick of them and again i saw the sentiment online but i agree with it we would like Big Brother so much more if there weren't live feeds 24-7. Like, I, I feel like I would always be rooting for the villain if I didn't see everything that they said or everything that they did or the perceived villain who probably isn't the villain. Um, but yeah, I cannot wait to finish it. I think that it's a really good reality TV show and I'm happy to see it. And I hope that Big Brother takes notes. And I just wish that Big Brother was more... Um, adult I guess I wonder what it would be like if Netflix took over Big Brother I think it'd probably be better and that's saying something I do hope that they had good working conditions and that they're doing okay like all the people that were on that show I know that it has to be difficult to like do things correctly when there's that many people and there's that much going on like I was just thinking about being in that room with no windows I would go insane like there's no way I could do Squid Games challenge um but yeah I really enjoyed that so if you liked the original show you feel like reality tv show shows in general i would recommend you watch that and back to rachel zegler and megan markle honestly i am the anti-hero and i love flawed outspoken women because it's realistic i think about this when it comes to reality tv too people love to hate people love to judge people and i'm a hater at heart i love to hate on people it's one of my favorite things to do but i do hate when there's someone in the public and everyone's just like, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. It makes me want to like them. I know that Trisha's co-host, Oscar, talked about this on Just Trish, but I agree with him 100%. When everyone hates someone, it's just like you're just doing it. It almost seems like you're just doing it because everyone else does it and you don't want to stand out and like form your own opinion on them. And it makes me really angry. I think about Taylor Swift too. And it's just like, why can't we let women be outspoken and flawed and different and maybe annoying and maybe rude sometimes like who cares let them do what they want to do and I feel like just like kind of similar to what Oscar said in the show like men are allowed to be insane and people can still support them and I think that I do support a lot of men that are insane and do their own thing and say crazy shit but women never get the same amount of support and it kind of pisses me off so I'm team Rachel Zegler I'm team Meghan Markle I get it I completely get it I watched The Crown the first few episodes and um I hate when people die for something that could have been avoided and you know what really stood out to me in The Crown it's just seeing the difference between the streets when when Princess Diana was there versus when Prince Charles was there like just because she wasn't a royal anymore she didn't get to have security she didn't get to have roads shut down for her roads should have been continued to be shut down for her people who are in this the spotlight people who get mobbed by paparazzi roads should automatically be able to be shut down for them and it just makes me sad to think about these days and even like 2013 one direction days and how much security they had and how they shut down i don't know if they shut down roads for them but they tried to make sure it was as safe as possible for stuff like this to not happen and it's just like it's it was too soon it was too late to save her and it makes me really sad and yeah i've just been thinking about that a lot recently and I also want to talk about the Kardashians and how they're so ahead of us that we don't even realize it. But a lot of people do, but I feel like a lot of people also don't. And it's the stuff with North and how people are acting like she's some bad kid and that she needs to be reprimanded and like a hurt. 
like I hate when people talk about abusing kids one that pisses me off so much no kids need to be hit allow kids to be outspoken allow kids to speak their feelings allow kids to tell the truth and do what they want to a certain age they'll grow out of it you know what I mean and just how nasty it is to see people like try to spin it and act like she's like a super villain when she's like nine years old like just let her be the clips of her talking about Kim and Kim's look are so funny and the fact that people think that it's like some rude thing and just knowing about like the Met Gala in general and the whole history behind it and how nasty it is and how similar to the Hunger Games it is in the sense that like they put all this money into like go to the Met and wear these crazy outfits and do this while like there's people suffering in the background. There's people during in wars. No one's talking about it and doing that. And I know that those two don't correlate in terms of time, but in terms of in general, it's just stupid. She's talking about an outfit that someone's wearing to a Met with tons of freaking pearls on it. Like it's just so out of touch. It's so crazy to think that, oh, now she needs to be like humbled. A kid needs to be humbled and told not to talk about that. And then the clip of her also talking about Kendall's outfit and how Kim lied about liking it and her telling it and then how oh that's bad that north didn't lie for her mom like no that's kind of good that she knew not to lie she told the truth and it's like it's just annoying to me and i think that they're setting it up perfectly for those kids to take over the empire and continue to create money and do that and you know what good for them i don't care because people are dumb enough to fall for it and to continue watching it and to fuel it and to create controversy and to keep talking about it and i'm doing it too but i just feel like sometimes we just decide to overlook that and allow them to become our version of the royal family instead of critiquing them for what they do and to talk about the how they use their money and how it hurts people no matter what like everyone says that you can't be a billionaire without hurting someone or have, holding power over someone or abusing someone in a certain way but not whether that not be physically whether that be mentally whether that be you know what i mean because there's always gonna be someone with power like these people have so much money they could do anything but you see kylie create this cheap clothing line and take money from the working people who are just trying to like get through life you know what i mean it's kind of gross it's kind of nasty i think about it a lot and um yeah that's just what i've been thinking about recently hopefully next week i can come on here and talk about other shit that's been going on but yeah again i hope everyone's doing great i hope everyone has a great rest of the year thanks for listening